I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. If you have a laser device for training and you want to take it to the next level, or if you're looking to get into using a laser device for training, check out the products at laserapp.com. L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com. You can use code CSP2021 for 15% off the items you've selected. And thanks for checking them out. Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooter Podcast. This week you have me and you have Leo. Hello. All right. This week we have another guest, uh, one who has 13 world records. So with, without any further ado, let's bring in Grant Kunkel. How you doing, Grant? <laughs> you I am Grant Kunkel. I'm the current Still Challenge World Speed Gene Champion and currently hold 13 world records. Not too shabby. Kind of a big deal. Kind of. Thanks. All right, so Grant, how we normally start this is uh, we have a little segment we call Get to Know Our Guest. So we're going to ask okay. you five personal questions so that the audience can get to know you before we get into all of the shooting stuff. You ready? Okay. One. I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? It would probably have to be Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Not too bad. I think that's going to answer one of our questions later. <laughs> How about your favorite book? Favorite book? Um, it'd probably be the last book in the Wing Feather Saga series. Wing Feather Saga? Warden and the Wolf King. Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. What's that about? Um, so it's about these kids that are actually kings of this place that was destroyed. I think Grant's having some internet issues. Yeah. <laughs> Am I having? There we go. Now you're back. Okay. Sorry about that. So it's about these kids that are from this land that they were kings of but they don't know that because it got destroyed and them going up and figuring out and kind of going back and building it back up. Okay. Like a science fiction type of a thing. It is. Yeah. Science fiction. Okay. All right. Well, I think we know the answer to this question. This is the huggy special. Uh, what's your favorite superhero? That would actually have to be captain America. Oh, I was wrong. I thought for sure. That's a good answer. I figured yeah. since your favorite movie was Thor, I was like, oh, it's got to be Thor. No, it's actually Captain America. I really like the Thor movie because it's the funniest that they've made, but as a character, probably Captain America. Okay. Can't go wrong with that. Kind of matches my shirt. <laughs> favorite gun and caliber. And it, they're not mutually exclusive, so you could, like a 1911, but your favorite caliber be 22. Okay. Um. Probably favorite caliber would be nine millimeter. Favorite gun, kind of hard to pick. They change. Right now, it'd probably be my Palmetto State Armory ARV. It's my PCC that I shoot. Is that the one we see you on your Instagram videos practicing with? Yes, sir. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. Now, here's the unique question to Grant. Which okay. of those 13 world records means the most? 
Um, probably the division world record. The so I set it with Rimfire Rifle Iron, and I broke the current world record by five seconds. So that'd probably be the most unique one. And and that's the one you just said at like fifty three point seven what four or something. Fifty three ninety seven. Okay. Yep. And he beat him. He beat the current world record by five seconds. Yeah, that's fast. In that division. Wow, that's impressive. Now, did you own that world record before? I did not. Cole Bush actually owned it. Okay. And you said, "I'll see your record, and I'll take five seconds off of it." Pretty much. That's that's a lot. It like took a lot of hard work and practice. Yeah. I bet it did. That, that's a but that's a huge jump. That's not you know like oh I took a it, second. It was off. a lot. That's a lot. That's a pretty significant jump. Um, the fastest time before that was actually with Rimfire Rifle Open, and it was a fifty six fifty. Okay. So it was also the fastest time ever shot by about two and a half seconds. So it's not just, I mean, it is the division world record, but it is the overall world record. It is. Yes, sir. Wow. By, by two seconds. Like that's, again, it's two not. Two and a half. Don't show yeah, them. Two it's not half. milliseconds. It, yeah, it's <laughs> right, right. full blown, full grown yeah. adult seconds. <laughs> adult seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your story seems to be a lot like uh, the other world-class junior shooters. Like we just interviewed Jay Lee and Justine Williams, um, Gianni Giordano. Yeah. Uh, even Christian Seiler. And I'm sure there are others where you started, like you first shot a gun at a very young age. According to the article in the magazine, it was I did. four. So how did yes, that, sir. how did that happen? So growing up, my dad and grandpa and uncle, they all hunted a lot. So I was around guns from the very first, probably when I was born growing up. I always knew about guns and looking forward to when I could shoot. So when I turned four, around four, they got me a 22 Cricket. It's a small bolt action rifle, 22 long rifle. Started shooting it. Um, I think I killed my first squirrel when I was five. Um, then started going deer hunting. I think I killed my first deer when I was six and kind of went wow. from there. Now, what did you use to go hunting deer at the age of six? Uh, 243. Bolt action 243. You're I really don't remember two... about, much about the gun besides that. That's pretty impressive to shoot a 243 at six and take a deer. Yeah, so both my sisters, I think, were seven and eight when they killed a deer, too. And I think all three of us had a black eye from the scope hitting us. Ah, uh, a little scope bite. Gotcha. Yeah, it goes away. It's fine. It's just yeah. Fine. And, and just for the record, nobody yeah. was holding the deer steady while you shot it. No. Okay. No. That That's very impressive, Grant. Not going to lie. Thank you. Wow. Now... So then I, I saw in your interview that at the age of 15, you started watching Jerry Michalik videos and that's when you decided you wanted to do this stuff competitively. But how do you get from 
shooting your first gun at the age of four to deciding you want to be a world champion shooter at the age of 15. So kind of like I said, at 15, I started watching videos of Jerry Mitchell and I thought it looked like a lot of fun and wanted to figure out how I could do it. So I started looking around and I found it was actually the Arkansas state NSF state championship, which now it's called RCSA, but it's two guns, two rimfire guns. It's a pistol and a rifle and they to combine your time, which that was about two hours from where we live. And it was about four months away. So I started working to save up enough money to buy the two guns so I could compete in it. Went there, shot, and I met some wonderful people that helped me more than I could have ever imagined. And that's kind of how I figured out this is something I really want to do and continue and pursue. And then I found Still Challenge a few months later. I started shooting it and knew that I wanted to be the best however that would take place. So I started working and practicing until I got there. Now, I take it were, you were still uh, avidly hunting and shooting in between 4 and 15? Yes, sir. Yep, I still hunt. Okay, so you never stopped shooting or hunting. You just happened to be on YouTube one day and were like, hey, look at this. Yes, sir, exactly. But yeah, growing <laughs> I mean, up, I always was a lot worse <laughs> on YouTube. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, all right. A very, very interesting start. So I, un I understand you said that it's, uh, it was interesting. You know, you're watching me like, wow, that looks like fun. I think I want to do that. But what, what about the videos made you decide you wanted to be a world champion? Um, so like I said, I, I'd always loved shooting and I really like competition and I was homeschooled. So I really didn't get to do sports. So whenever I found shooting, that was the way that I could compete and do something I already loved doing. So I guess as I started competing, naturally, I just wanted to be the best because of my personality, which kind of led me to where I am. Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I've got a question later on because of something you said. I actually want to draw a parallel to somebody. Um so I'm going to have to hold that thought homeschooled. And again, I mean, it seems like a lot of you guys who are junior shooters who become great are homeschooled kids. I wrote the same thing down too. I'm like, man, yeah. everybody, I'm a homeschool my kids from now on. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to have a world champion. I did it all wrong. Yeah. It's completely wrong. We are learning a lot of life lessons about ourselves and how bad we are at parenting. <laughs> by talking to kids that are amazing. Like, oh, homeschool kids. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. It was definitely a blessing to be homeschooled. Yeah. That, that is definitely the key. And I assume that it's because you can get all your stuff done sooner. It gives you more time during the day to actually practice and do other things to get better at it. Exactly. So I would wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and be done with my school by 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'd have all day to do whatever I wanted. Nice. Now, do you do you also work on a farm? I do. Yeah, we live on a 60-acre farm. We don't have cows right now. We sold them, I guess, about a year and a half ago, but I took care of 57 cows. And then we, at one point, had 230 chickens, which a lot of chickens take care of. 
Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, your cows and your chickens were delicious. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot of chickens. It was a lot of chickens. <laughs> that's a lot of eggs. I assume that's what they were. Well, actually, they were meat chickens. So we got them as chicks and they were about two or three days old and raised them up till they were about 11 weeks old and then butchered them all. So whenever you start butchering chickens, it turns into more. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 11 yeah. weeks. Wow. How big are they at 11 weeks? Um, 11 weeks, they would get to about 10 pounds, 9 pounds, right around in there. Big enough wow. to eat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize they got that big that quick. They're, they grow fast. Think about 240 of them jokers. Yeah. yeah. Coming at you <laughs> angry because they're hungry. <laughs> right. It's a chicken stampede. Yeah. yeah. So what what did you do? Um, so you, you watch the videos, you close down the internet. You're like, I need to buy a gun. Uh, and how, what did you do at that point to start earning money to get that Ruger 1022? Um, I started working around the farm, doing more stuff, cleaning, bush hogging, stuff like that. My dad would pay me to do stuff. So started so doing start that. On, so you just took on extra chores yeah. around the farm. Yes, sir. Exactly. And then I went to work with my dad some. He's a plumber. So I went to work with him. Um, pretty much anything I could do like that to make money. I like it. How long did it take you to get the money up to buy the 1022? It took me probably about eight months, but my dad gave me the money to start off with to buy them. And then I just worked it off. But about okay. eight months of working to pay it all off. So how much time did you have to practice with it before that very first Arkansas match? Um, both guns that I had, because I had a Ruger Mark IV that I bought, and I bought a Ruger 1022. Both of them I had about two months to practice with them. And how do you think you did with those two months of practice? I think I did pretty good. I ended up 42nd out of 100 people. So I was very happy with how I shot my first match. It's not bad. And now, how was that match compared to the Steel Challenge? Um, it's quite a bit different. So, like I said earlier, you have two different guns. You take your rifle and your pistol, and you combine your times, and they're random stages with anywhere from five to eight still targets. So, as of the actual shooting, it's the same, but the whole concept behind it's kind of different. So no less than five steel targets, no more than eight? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, and you only have 11 rounds. So some of the eight-stage oh. targets, you better not miss, miss very many times. Right. Yeah, your, your, your sights better be on. Exactly. And then how long was it after that that you started shooting Steel Challenge? It was probably about – I started that in – May, end of May, and I started still challenge the beginning of that following year. So about seven months, six months right around in there. So what'd you do in that seven month time frame that in between that um, first and second match? I shot more matches like that, RC or at that time NSSF matches. There were a few of them. There aren't near as many now, but I shot Arkansas State, I shot club matches, and then I actually shot the world NSSF championship. 
Okay. All right. So you, you basically finished out that season and then the next season, the next year, you basically started the steel challenge. Exactly. Yep. Now, did you set up a range on the farm to shoot? I did. So leading up to the first match I shot, I set up, I guess, three steel targets and would just shoot those three. And then after I shot, shot Arkansas, the first match, we built some stands and some targets for me to practice on. Okay. And I practiced on those, I guess, till this year. And I got some good targets, actually, from shoot still. Okay. So, Leo, it's actually you need to buy a farm and homeschool your kids because that is clearly the answer. We, we have Apparently learned. Apparently, I need to learn how to farm. So, that's step number one. Learn how to farm. It's Whatever. You know. Just grow a bunch of grass. Oh, I, I mean, that's, I could do that. <laughs> Get a tractor. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. So buy, buy a farm. Farm. Uh, homeschool my kids. And yeah, I'll be fine. Okay, so I'll have a couple yep. months. I'll have a world-class shooter. And then I just have to train them to, be, to beat all your records. Good. It's just fine. That's fine. Yeah. He's I mean, already behind the curve. He's five. And then the other one, I guess right. I can start with the second one. I mean, you He's got 13 one. years to get him ready. Yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> okay. I can do that. It's fine. By then, Grant will be an old man. Grant, how, how expensive is your farm? <laughs> it's very expensive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we sold our cows because we put money into shooting. So they were costing us way too much. Stupid cows. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's yeah, not a hobby to, to make money. Okay, time to eat a cow. We we need to shoot more. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like it. Got it. Buy a farm. Okay, there you go. Got it. Okay, what what else, what else we got for Grant? <laughs> All right. So what what the first match you shot? What did you learn from that match? I learned a lot from that match. So going into that match. I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a squad was, like no clue about anything because it was actually an unsquatted match. You just kind of walk up to the oh, stage wow. you want to shoot, wait till nobody else is shooting it and shoot it. So I learned what a squad was. Um, Pretty much everything about shooting I learned at that match. Um, like I said, I met Amy Chamberlain. Um, they live in Missouri and they shot it and they were super nice. They're sponsored by TK. They don't shoot as much now, but she really took me under wing and help me figure everything out and walk me through the match of what I needed to be doing. So what is TK? TK is a company in, I think New Hampshire and they make aftermarket parts mainly for 22s, but they're starting to branch out. It's actually Cannon Cross is the name of the company. Okay. I had never heard of them. That's why I was asking. So yeah, if you shoot rim fire, you probably hear about them, but they don't make too much for center fire taking notes for when I start for the kids for homeschooling and yeah, the farm for homeschool. And so TK got it. Yep. There you go. So how did you, so the steel challenge matches didn't start till the next year. What, what type of training did you do between shooting your last uh, Arkansas match and starting the steel challenge? So in that time, actually at the first match, I met Billy Striplin. He owned Striplin Custom Gunworks. It's another gun company that 
makes rimfire guns and works on them. And he helped me a lot. He sponsored me. He gave me a gun to shoot and kind of helped me figure out how I need to practice what everything was. So he helped a lot. Um, like I said, he kind of gave me some ideas of how to practice. So talking with him, um, setting up still targets and figuring out the most effective way without just going out there and blowing ammo. Because there's a big difference between practice and shooting. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I mean, shooting is just kind of blowing ammo. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's one thing a lot of people don't understand is practice isn't near as fun as actual shooting. Totally agree. So you can't really dry fire with a rim fire gun. Not really. So all the practice I did was live fire. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Now that I think about it, I mean, you can't, it pretty much all of your practice has to be live fire because there's, you can't, and I mean, unless you somehow find a way to put in an, an expended piece of brass in there for, I can't even think of the term right now to hit the brass. You can't really, that, yeah, huh. Yeah. And yeah, how cold does it get? I'm sorry, say that again. There's not much, as in the terms of dry fire, you can do for rim fire. Now, how cold does it get where you are in Arkansas during the winter? Average winter day probably gets down to 25 at night, up to 40s during the day. This past winter, it got down to negative 14, which was a new low. It's never been anywhere near that cold. But average is probably mid to high 30s during the day, 40s, around in there. That's Okay, so warm enough you can get out and practice during the winter too or it is i hate cold weather so i do go outside to practice but i don't like it at all I well, like there's it not a lot of meat on your bones like you would probably get cold pretty quick <laughs> like at least i could go out there and be like I'm, it's fine but yeah you're there's not a lot of you to insulate you know yeah i hate cold weather yeah cold weather's stupid that's just dumb in Canada, we learned this. Apparently, they get, uh, was it, ice quakes? It gets so cold that the ground splits apart because it's cold. Yeah. yeah. Even the ground is like being cold. That. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> negative, you said negative 14. I'm out. Like, I'll just I'll be eating yeah. you know, marshmallows and then drinking hot cocoa. Yeah, it got stupid cold. Yeah, that's ugh, gross. That's dedication, though. Yeah. That's that's how you end up being a winner. Yep, that's for sure. Now, do you guys you guys don't have a do you have a large barn on the property where you could shoot indoors per se out of the elements? Um, I don't. So I don't even have a covered area where I shoot. I shoot out in the sun whenever it's summer and in the wind whenever it's winter. Um, this summer I did get a tent that I stand under some because it got kind of warm, but. Usually I'm out in whatever kind of weather it is. Okay. Now, do you, did you, you mentioned a couple of people have helped you. Um, did you ever get a coach or go to training or did you just watch videos? Mainly I, I watched videos mainly. Um, Steve Foster, he helped me some. I sent him some videos um, whenever I first started shooting at, when I first started shooting still challenge and he helped kind of 
critique how I was standing, stuff like that. But really what I did was watch videos and learn to teach myself, which kind of helped being homeschooled. I already, I taught myself. My mom and dad helped a lot with homeschooling, but you learned how to teach yourself. So carrying that over into shooting, I think helped a lot because when I was shooting, I would be able to tell where I was missing and figure out why and fix it, which I think is the biggest part about being able to shoot is figuring out why you're doing what you're doing. Being able to analyze your own stuff and make corrections. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Now, who is Steve Foster? I'm not familiar with him. Steve Foster shoots Still Challenge. So he's actually the guy who wrote the article about me. Um, but he, I guess, just mainly shoots Still Challenge. He lives down in Georgia. Okay. He, he helps keep a lot of kids and stuff. Now, what are you, what do you shoot gun-wise for Steel Challenge? For Steel Challenge, I shoot five different divisions. So I shoot a Valkortsen rifle with a mod shop stock that I have modified kind of one of a kind. I put an AR stock on it. So I shoot Valkortsen for both my rifles. I shoot a CWA Grimfire pistol. It's based off a 2011 design. And then for open, I shoot a Nighthawk Custom TRS Comp. And then for PCC, I shoot my Palmetto State Armory ARV. Question about the Valkortsen. Yes. Who, how did you pay for that? <laughs> um, so it's the <laughs> Almost. Just about. So whenever I got it, um, Scott... Val Quartzen kind of knew about me and he helped me. He sell, sold it to me at retails, which helped a lot. Yeah. And then I also work at a gun store right now and they helped me a lot. selling stuff at cost, which oh, helps a lot awesome. in the shooting. Heck yeah. yeah. That's, congratulations. Smart. Yeah, Thanks. Very nice. You're smart, man. Yeah. And if, uh, if you want to have Mr. Val Quartzen reach out to us, that'd be cool too. I mean, <laughs> They make really good product. It's just curious. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know people. It is. Yeah. Well, and be good. Like if we were good, people would probably call us, but we're not. So. So between, I'm going to say, I guess the next steel. So when you first started, you were 15. The next season, the next summer, when you started shooting steel challenge, you turned 16? Yes, sir. So I actually started shooting right before my 16th birthday. So most of my okay. shooting was done when I was 16. It was, I think, a month before. Okay. So the next year, um, you started shooting Steel Challenge. You're getting ready to turn 17. Um, so really, you've only, because you're 19 now? Just turned 20. 20. Just turned 20. So Just really, 20. in three years of shooting steel challenge you've done all you've accomplished all of this but did you just start shooting uh, let me back up so you started shooting steel challenge at, at roughly 17 and and is that all you shot for those three years pretty much i shot a little bit of rcsa the sport that i started in okay. shot a little bit of it and i shot two or three uspsa matches 
I really like shooting USPSA, but I was going to wait to focus on it till after I won Worlds. So now that I've won Worlds, that's something I'm really focusing on is USPSA. Till you pretty much decimated all of the records and you're like, nothing left to do here. Let me move on. That type of thing. Um, mainly, I found USPSA a lot funner. Instead of just standing and shooting, which there's a lot more to still challenge than just standing and shooting. But I like the whole aspect of movement to USPSA. So I was always drawn to it. But like I said, I kind of want to stick with still challenge till I accomplished my goal to move on. So have you, so are you saying you've accomplished your goal then and still challenge? Somewhat. So my goal was to become world champion, which I did. Now, I do want to see if it's possible to shoot in the 40s. I, I knew he was going to say that. It's going to be hard. So, that, so that's going to be my next goal, and I'm going to be working towards that, but I'm definitely going to start shooting a lot of USPSA with it. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I have a feeling you might be the first person to shoot a 49. <laughs> I'm going to try possible. really hard to, but there are some shooters. You're you're yeah you're very young though so you've got plenty of time ahead of you to get better and faster so I wouldn't be surprised so that's where I was going with next um, I see you're starting to branch into USPSA much more you even shot area three and you were yep. third in PCC is that your is that your first foray in yes. a, uh, into an area match? Third with, PCC. So is that the first time you shot an area match for USPSA? So the first time I shot an area match was actually back in 2018. I shot area four. It's about two hours from my house. I shot limited and that was complete disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I did pretty much everything wrong besides get DQ'd. I didn't get DQ'd, but that's about the only good thing happened at that match. Well, Grant, don't don't take this the wrong way, but thank you for being human. It's nice to know <laughs> that you too can have a complete disaster. It makes us feel better about ourselves. It does, yeah. yeah. And everybody else too. So so yeah, you that shot, was my now what did, go ahead. That was my first area match to shoot that I actually kind of somewhat knew what I was doing. Okay. What, and I shot what it gun did you PCC. shoot? I shot my PCC. Now, the first one I shot, I shot limited. So I shoot an SCI 40. Okay. That I borrowed from a guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw you were shooting. I take it was your Palmetto State Armory PCC at Area 3. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, there were some pretty wicked swingers on there. Um so to, to come in third, really your first area match shooting PCC, dude, that's impressive. Thanks. So yeah, now that stage you, with the swingers, it was ridiculous. You can say it. Oh, <laughs> we lost them. We'll get there. I'm yep. sorry. What was that? I think my computer. <laughs> You're good. Lost connection. Yeah, it, uh, we can see you, but I uh, I can tell you were having issues. You there? We're there. Are you there? So downside to a farm. Can you hear me now? Internet. <laughs> it's a Verizon commercial. Do you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> I think he likes federal too. Yeah. 
Exactly, yeah. We don't have good internet. I'm counting Mississippis in my head right now. <laughs> That's a lot of Mississippis. Yeah. It's a lot of water. I think okay. he left. He's he's definitely frozen. He's he's gonna have to do some technology work, I think. Is it working now? Oh, there we go. Okay, sorry about that. Our internet <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> put the put the cows on a treadmill to pick the internet speed up. Yeah. All right. We're back. So I take it, Grant, at Area 3, you used your Palmetto State Armory PCC? <laughs> I don't think the internet likes that question. I don't think it does either. Oh, this is hysterical. He does. And for those people who are just going to be hearing this, he does have a lot of stuff on the wall. He's got trophies. And he's got a bunch of medals on ribbons. Oh, I, I see his mouth moving. I don't hear anything. Can we do Can you hear me now, maybe? <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yes, Brent, we hear you. It's like maybe we should use signal flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we're good? I'm good, I think. Okay. Maybe. So, Leo, here's the key when you buy your farm. Buy it near residential areas with good internet service. I'm going to have to put an a interweb tower on my farm somewhere. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That'll do it. Okay. Like 5G connection. Yeah, yeah. I'll just let Verizon put a tower on. They can pay me for the airspace. There you go. Okay. We're, sol <laughs> we're solving my future problems. There we go. All right. Whew. Maybe if you ask the question really quick, it'll actually work this time. We need to get an aerial, you know, like when your TV was fuzzy back in the day. Yep. It's a lot like what's going on right now. Need someone to go out and Maybe turn not. the antenna. Yeah. We're oh. still here, Grant. Just assume that we're working. This is that moment where, remember with Julie Golub's interview, where we had to have Huggy relay all the questions? Oh, my gosh, like, yes. This is kind of like, now I wish Huggy was here so he could relay the questions. <laughs> Well, we can use the private chat. Yeah, I can't hear y'all. Okay. I think we're movement. back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody sit still and don't move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to throw off the signal. <laughs> so I take it you're using your Palmetto State Armory rifle at Area 3. That's what you use. I'm going to skip that question. Yeah, you got to stop asking that question. I am. Yeah! Woohoo! <laughs> we got there. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. Um, can you all still hear me? Yep. Yeah. Ah, he might be switching. I'm I'm going to assume that or he just got tired of talking to us <laughs> or trying to talk to us. <laughs> One of the two things happened. He's like, "You know what? These guys are the worst." And he left, <laughs> or he's going to try his phone. These guys are sabotaging my internet. Yeah. I'm just really glad he was wearing pants when his camera tilted down. <laughs> I was like, I mean, because honestly, I'm wearing shorts that do not go with what I am up top. Anyway, right. So. Not like good. when I was topless in the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. That was awkward. 
I'm like he knows this is on a video, right? Like, it's gonna be weird. No, I totally yeah. forgot. Oh, that's right. They can see me, like, even uh, though they're yeah. not in the room. Yeah, like he's his. Yeah, <laughs> shirts are optional here. We're like a beach yeah. that way. Yeah, I still got service. It's true. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are moments where I really like people that just listen to the podcast miss out on. Yeah. For sure. Hi, Grant. Am I back, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear if me now? If you could hear us, yes. yeah. If you could hear us, then you're back. Okay, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Whew. I will say that is a powerful looking beard. Like <laughs> it was the first really clear <laughs> shot you. on the internet that I got, and I'm like, man, that is that is regal. <laughs> regal. Here we go. Yeah. And we're not talking cinemas. No. No. Outdated those cinema cinemas. So getting back to what we're saying, you fired your Palmetto State Armory PCC at Area 3, and you said it was actually designed by the owner of Paul State or Palmetto State Armory. The CEO. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's the guy who put it all together for me. Um, he shoots competition, so he kind of knew what I would need. So he built it kind of with what I was doing in mind. Okay. Wow. That's you. There's been a lot of people reached out to help you. That's awesome. There have been. I, it's, it's been a blessing to have all the people help me that have helped me along the way. But that, you know, everybody we've talked to, that seems to be um, an underlying tone throughout the shooting sports. Everybody gets, seems to get helped. Nobody seems to try to do anything to thwart people from doing anything. It's always helping everybody. I don't know how many times we've heard the story. I forgot my gear. Someone loaned me their stuff at a match and I was able to shoot. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much the shooting community reaches out and actually helps people. It really is. They're a very welcoming, welcoming, helpful community. Totally agree. Now, are you shooting area four? I am. That's actually, I guess it would technically be my home range. It's what I shoot at, but it's two and a half hours from where I live. And you live within area four, I take it. I do. Okay. Yes, sir. I see you're also coming to our neck of the woods, area eight. Area eight. Uh, I don't think I'm going to area no? eight. Oh, for some reason I thought you were. Okay. Well, disregard. No. I lied. Not this year. Next year I probably will, but not this year. Okay. Now, what are, are you going to, maybe this is what I was thinking. Are you, you're shooting nationals, correct? I am. I am shooting nationals. Okay. That's what it was. I was looking at it last night. So I just got it a little backwards. Um, so what are your, I don't want to say goals, but what are you hoping for at competing at nationals? Um, I try to go in without like too many expectations into matches that I haven't shot a lot. Like shooting still challenge, I kind of know what I'm going to shoot and where I want to place. But in USPSA, I haven't really shot it enough to really know where I'm at. But I'm hoping for top 10. Um, last year I was 15th, I think. So I think top 10 is pretty reasonable expectation. I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of work between now and then. 
Okay. Uh, and I, I can see where you tell me if I'm wrong, but the areas you would primarily be working on would be movement and target acquisition. It is. So from the matches that I've shot, kind of looking at what I did really good at and what kind of I lacked in was probably short movement, like long distance movement, long courses. I do pretty good at, but the shorter ones with tight spaces is really what I figured out I needed to work on. I can see that. That's a lot of rifle manipulation stuff. Yeah, so that's I a PCC that. issue. In general. Oh, here's an important question. How tall are you? Ten, right around in there. It's been a while since I measured Ooh. myself, but right around 5'10". That's going to be rough. Apparently, national champions have to be at least six foot or taller. In pistol, anyway. Yeah. I don't know how it is in PCC, but uh, the average right now, I think, is at least six six one to be a national champ. So you might have to wear elevator shoes. <laughs> You're close. Six one. I uh, what? You yeah. shot. <clears throat> you I shot it really last year. Me. So how tall? Oh, there you, <laughs> there go. you go. Solves the problem. Perfect. So how tall is Max Leo Grandis? to look that one up i don't know i take it you were aware of the uspsa two gun national any desire to shoot that i actually did shoot it um first day was absolutely hideous shot terrible second day i think i did pretty well to have it again because that was a really fun match we lost you after butt it's a weird place to lose somebody it's always worrisome when you can't physically, like you can't visually see what's happening and you hear sounds like that. Right. Like, like, Do we Grant, need to call an ambulance okay? for him? Yeah. <laughs> Did you fall down, Grant? <laughs> are you okay? Well, now I genuinely yeah, hope he's okay because he didn't respond. Oh, he's moving. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's typing on Instagram a message to me right now. Okay. <laughs> Just ask him if he wanted to switch to his phone. We can yes, hear you. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's funny now that you say that, like I can see everything he's doing. Like he's I know. Now he's perfectly time. clear. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can hear me now. Yep. If you can hear me now on here, we can try this again. Yep, we're good. We'll okay. See, we'll see how long it lasts. So, in, in so, case it, two gun nationals. Yep. Go ahead. So I shot that match. Um, first day I did absolutely hideous. Second day I think I did decent. But I hope they have it again. It was a really fun match. And it, it seems like that's what everybody says about it. The first day, it wasn't what they expected, so it didn't go well. Yeah. Um, pistol is probably what I lacked the most on. Grant. Okay. Can you see me on my phone? Okay. Yeah. Really clear. Yeah. Okay, good. 
I almost felt like leaving his other like image up. I we have two images. I know, that would have been great. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's he's taking himself off there. <laughs> oh, he really does hunt a lot, though. That's some good. Uh, that's, uh, some good bucks on the wall there. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's smoke detector. That's good. We got a safety third fan blade. That's good. Yeah. Ceiling fan blade. I like it. Oh, speaking of deer, so uh, three three bucks in my backyard yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I was really annoyed that it wasn't hunting season. <laughs> well, what they don't know can't hurt them. I mean, I would have smoked one of them. He was a nice eight point, probably four or five years old. Whew. Nice. Right. He was eating honeysuckles at my fence. Okay. Yeah. My father-in-law was like, oh, I'm like, they look delicious. <laughs> He's like, oh, they're so cute. I'm like, yeah, it'd be cuter in my freezer. And on my plate. Yeah, in my belly. Yeah, in my belly. I'm hiding on the food chain. <laughs> Did you see the message from um, Huggy? Uh -uh. He wants the new Canic Meta. Oh, he replied. He did. I do, I definitely want one as well. Oh, <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> you just came across my computer as an unknown sender. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. like on the phone? Yeah. Very I weird. I feel like your your computer at this point should know who I am. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know. So I'm I'm disappointed he's not shooting area eight because for some reason I thought for sure he was. Oh, we're talking about Grant. I thought you were talking about Huggy for a second. I'm like, I thought he was shooting the day before you. Oh no, Grant. It, I, I got my brain got there eventually. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun one for you to edit. Uh yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of editing. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely going to be some some stuff that we will have said while we're, but that'll be pretty funny. But that yes. is a good looking deer, even from yeah. upside down. It, it is actually. That's what I was just looking at. Grant, I don't know if you could hear us, but did you kill that deer? That was actually my dad's turkey. I mean, you could have lied. Uh, <laughs> I would have lied. That's a good looking deer. It is a good looking deer. I'd be like, oh yeah, that was the first one. Maybe one day I'll have one proud enough to mount on my wall. Probably not. Yeah, here. There is a guy on Squad 206 named uh, Stephen Dunkel. So maybe I read that as Grant Kunkel. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> They're probably distant cousins. Don't know who you are, Stephen Dunkel, but there's a shout out for you. Shout out to Stevie Dunkel. There you go. Uh, squad, squad 206. Area 8. Boom. What, what? <laughs> we'll, we'll probably talk about you again as a recap of how area eight went right yeah uh, uh steven dunkel he uh crushed it you know what we are gonna have to yeah have i mean you have to update. find him now you have to find steven dunkel be like hey man we've talked about you by accident uh you should come on the show so now we're gonna do it on purpose yeah now we have to talk about you because we've mentioned your name like four times on the broadcast right yeah is it Stephen with a PH or Stephen with a V? Um, you would ask that question. Sorry. 
and it was a V. Okay. So not Stefan, Stephen. Okay. So Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Not yep. Stephens. Okay. Correct. Okay. I'm just trying to prevent us from making any mistakes in pronunciation. You know, like when Huggy finally comes back to the show. Right. Who? Yeah, him. Okay. You know that other guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that 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 guy that we talk to or talk <laughs> about now, really more than anything. The guy who drinks on the show. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. maybe I, that's the answer to all of his pronunciation woes don't drink huggy <laughs> just saying <laughs> it's a common theme <laughs> oh goodness so, papio daniels i'm i'm gonna leave this in the uh podcast I may think. as well you know yeah <laughs> it's not that we're talking about nothing we haven't said to him before correct i think grant might have given up on us though I don't know if you've looked. Um, area eight is. Let me go back to matches, dude. There's like six hundred shooters. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's five hundred shooters. Maybe that's what it's it a is. lot. It is a ridiculous number. I feel like area eight is one of the easiest area matches to get to by location. No, I was right. It's uh, over 550 shooters. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a really, as far as for like, even the tri-state area, like, I feel like it's a pretty easy match physically, geographically to get to. Yeah, probably. On the East Coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of major, like, shooting in that area. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, it, what Area 8 is... Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, DC. Is Jersey in area eight? I don't know if Jer we'll just include them anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and I got the wrong. There we go. Let me remove that one. But so where they hold it is pretty centrally located as well. Yeah. So, but there is a lot of activity. As a matter of fact, let me pull this up real quick. I can give an exact number. Oh, that's not what I was supposed to be bringing up. Sorry, Grant. We're talking about Area 8 right now. We, we are. So give us, give us half a second here. You're back. Okay, good. Yes. So right now there are 570 competitors in area eight. That's a lot. 185 of those are carry optics. There are 13 GMs shooting carry optics at area eight. Grant doesn't want to come hang out with us. I know. I'm not saying it's hurtful, Grant. (laughs) But if someone asked me if my feelings were hurt, I probably wouldn't deny it. (laughs) Next year I'll be there. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, we're going to hold here. you to it. Yeah. I, I'm going to search you out. I'm actually going to search you out at Nationals because I'll be shooting carry optics. So. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll look you up. He, yeah, absolutely. He will be in a very brightly colored shirt. Yes. Uh, it will either be orange or he'll look like a traffic cone. Yep. Um, and it'll say casual shooter podcast on the back of it. So All you over. can't really miss him. Yeah. He's right. I look somewhat like a traffic cone. Yeah. So. It's, it's going to be yellow, not, lime, green, yeah. or orange. 
He's not inconspicuous. Like you'll see him. <laughs> With my American flag socks. That's true. Yes. And my American flag shoes. Yep. There we go. Welcome back, Grant. This is the <laughs> Casual Shooters Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is his second appearance on the podcast. It is. In the same day, it's amazing. <laughs> Most repeat interviews of any guest we've had. <laughs> but this looks much more solid. Good. Yeah. Uh, wow. And I heard voice with the mouth at the same time. Before I would hear, I would see this and then I would hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So recap us because we didn't get anything with two gun nationals. You shot two gun nationals. So yeah, I shot two gun nationals. Um, that was my first multi-gun event I'd ever shot. First day was pretty rough. Didn't go anywhere near like I was hoping. Um, second day, I felt like I did okay. But it was a really fun match. I hope they have it again next year. So what did you like about it? Um, I, I, I really liked the stages, the whole two-gun part of it. I really like shooting my, my pistol and my PCC, but I shoot minor with my pistol so i can't really compete in uspsa shooting minor so that was a nice event that i could shoot both of them and not have to worry about power factor and stuff as of major yeah it's, yeah it's nice that you can shoot you bring one caliber of ammo and you can shoot two different guns so that's nice exactly too. yeah so how challenging did you find the stages um i thought they were probably just right they were very challenging, but I don't think they were overly impossible to do. I feel like they're right in the middle of challenging and fun. Okay. And and where did you fall in the results at Two Gun? I think I was 29th. Okay. 29th, I believe, somewhere right around in there. Okay. So we were talking earlier and you're like, you, you were saying you're, you're not going into nationals with really any expectations. I kind of feel like it's more of see where you land type of a go there and shoot to your ability and see where the cards fall. Definitely right now, as we get closer and I shoot area four Arkansas sectional stuff like that, and I kind of get a feel of where I'm at. I might have a little bit more expectations, but as of now, not really knowing enough about it of where I am, I really don't have expectations. Well, uh, you know, and not to toot your horn, me, not to toot your horn, but I'm going to toot your horn for a minute um, because, you know, we talked briefly about Area 3. I, I've seen all the stages there. There were some very interesting swingers, uh, that had to be engaged. And for someone who has shot 90% of his shooting is, was steel challenge to go to area three and end up third in PCC. I mean, that says a lot as it is. What does, what goes through your mind knowing that you've basically shot stationary targets your entire career when you see something like that? So, Really, in Steel Challenge, Steel Challenge, it is stationary, but it builds a lot more than 
muscle memory and still challenge, especially how I practiced it. Um, I felt a lot more shooting fundamentals instead of muscle memory on the stages. So going in, I kind of shoot the same way I do still challenge. I shoot what I can see. And going up, I was very athletic, so I feel like that probably helps me too in the movement aspect. But I really just go in and shoot what I can see, and I, I found that helps the most. Okay. So when you're – so I, I want to take you to that one uh, stage where you had the no-shoot swinging in front and the target swinging in back. What are you – tell me what you're seeing. That was an interesting stage. For sure. So I, I do a lot of random shooting. I throw stuff up in the air, shoot it, trick shots, whatever you want to call it. Okay, Jason Bradley. I, like I feel like that probably helped me. Um, going into that stage, I pulled the rope, and they started swinging, and I aimed for the center, and as soon as the no-shoot went by, I shot as fast as I could. And I did that four times, and it worked. I ended up having, I think, Three hits on the outside and two in the middle target. So it worked for me. Um, not sure if it was the best strategy, but it worked. Okay. Well, and I and and let's go back to still challenge for a minute. Still challenge does uh, ingrain a lot of things. Obviously, your trigger manipulation is going to be solid. Otherwise, you'd never set a world record. Um, yeah. So, and that would be something that translated. E a hundred percent to that stage because you need to manipulate that trigger fast in that brief amount of time that you have that opening. So good for you. Thanks. Yeah, that was, that's probably my favorite stage out of all of them. Because of the swingers or just, well, what was it? Probably because of the swingers. I really liked them. It was something different that you don't see very often. What now? What about the stage with all the cars? Um, that was interesting. It probably wouldn't have been my favorite just because, well, I didn't shoot the best in the world. I guess that would probably be why it wasn't my favorite, but it was fun to shoot. Now, um, do you do you feel your athleticism helped you at all on that stage? Probably because growing up, I lived on a farm. I jumped out a few trucks before and jumped in them. So I feel like it probably did help. Uh, I take it not from rooftops. I've seen those videos and those don't no, normally turn out very good. I, I usually avoid the rooftops. Okay, good. So overall, how would you rate area three's match? I really liked it. Um, I think overall it was a really good match. I, I really like the stages. Like I know people say it was kind of a circus match with lots of props and stuff, but I like stuff like that. I like props and weird swingers and all the weird stuff that was going on. I liked it. Now I didn't see any videos of people shooting PCC with the, the dummy they had to grab. Yeah. So that was an interesting stage. I, I didn't really want to carry it around and shoot. So I started off, grabbed it, took it up front and then worked my way back, which okay. most people did. A few people didn't but I feel like that's probably how 80% of the shooters shot it. Okay. Yeah. I remember it was either Jaleese or Justine Williams. One of the two uh, posted that stage and she carried it around. I think it was Justine. She carried it around for the majority of the stage. Uh, Cause she was like, I just couldn't, I guess she was like, I couldn't run up and then 
it had to do with her legs basically she's like i just couldn't do do all that stuff and carrying it and everything so it was interesting because she had said the same thing that most people did it they carried it forward and then shot on retreat whereas she did it the other way and she just single-handed and carried that bad boy around for the majority yeah. of the stage yeah i think that was jay lease actually oh was it okay yeah it was one of them because justine's been pretty much focusing on her pcc okay um oh so. it must have been because i'm pretty sure it was a production or limited gun it was yeah it was a pistol okay. so it had to be jay lee yeah good call do you, do you know the williams sisters uh kind of I actually shot with them at that match oh, okay but okay first time i actually ever really meet them yeah okay they're they're very impressive they are they're very very impressive to watch yes all right so i am going to go to the question that kind of came up earlier because I read where I thought it was very interesting. You said something and um, do you know who Steve Anderson is? I've heard of him, but I've never met him. Okay. So Steve Anderson uh, has, he's he's has a book out about dry fire. He has a podcast out about dry fire. Um, but he also teaches a mental management course that he he learned from Lanny Basham. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Lanny. Yes, I have. Okay. You said something in that article that sounded exactly like Lanny Basham. Mm -hmm. You said that, uh, you know, you, you can only shoot as fast as you can see. But even though... I'm trying to remember exactly what the quote was here. Let me, and that's a loud noise. <laughs> I'm glad you have it. Cause mine's upstairs. Yeah. I've got it right here. Cause I, I, and I've highlighted it. It was, uh, that interesting. Actually, there were a couple of them, but you said to be the best, you have to believe you are the best. And that is exactly what Lanny preaches. Yes. Did you get that from Lanny or did you just figure that out on your own? Probably got it from Lanny. Um, I would say that's probably what has helped me most was reading his book. Um, it, it really, it helps more with just mental. It kind of really don't know how to put it, but his book helped me more than anything I've ever done reading it. So you have read his book. I have. Yes. Okay. Two Very. things. A, not a sponsor, but B, shout out to Lanny in his book. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I read that. I was like, holy cow, this this sounds like I'm reading Lanny Basham's book right here. So good for you. So we're, we're learning a lot of things here. We're learning that you self-analyze your own shooting. And you've read Lanny Basham's book, which is not difficult. But the concept sometimes is hard to grasp depending on who you are, you know? Yeah. And, and it definitely sounds like you've completely accepted and encapsulated that whole concept. I have. I I read the book and, like I said, it, it helped me more than anything. I did a lot of the stuff that he suggested doing in it. Um, so I started writing down after I practiced, I wrote down what the weather was like, what I practiced, the times that I shot and stuff I needed to work on. And that really helped. Did you also write down all the things you 
two questions. Did you also, all right, for the, everybody out there, we're going to, we're going to get deep into Lanny here for a minute. Um, did you also write down things that you did well? And did you write it down in such a way that it was a positive and not a negative? I did. Okay. Yes. On both of those. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, this so is now getting, we're gonna, yeah. Now we're going to have to ask him to be on the show. <laughs> oh, Lanny. I'd love yeah. to have Lanny on. Um, but this is very interesting. Uh, we, I interviewed, it was just me. I, I was going to say we on the podcast, but it was just me interviewed Nils Jonasson several months back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's already a, a world champion, multiple national champion, and he is just starting to get into the mental, mental management side of things. So I find it very intriguing that you have already done that on your own and basically conquered what at your level of shooting is, is 95% of what you need to do. Yeah. And I think it's still a challenge. It's even a little bit more important than in USPSA and stuff because you have five strings you have to shoot perfect. So in USPSA, you still have that one string that you have to shoot and you have to shoot it perfect. But being able to do it five times in a row is difficult. And that's where it really comes in to have the mental fortitude and toughness to be able to do it. Yeah, especially if, you know, you you blow that second or third one out and you're like, oh, I have to be perfect now on all the rest because I don't have anything to gamble with. Exactly. And whenever you're talking about ten hundredths of a second, winning the match and being 10th place, it it changes how you have to shoot. So my first few stages at Worlds, I actually blew the first stage. It was about the same time as my entire stage time, my string was. So after that, you really can't just slow down and shoot slow what you know you can shoot because you aren't going to win doing that. You have to shoot those strings and realize why you messed up and fix it for your next strength and shooting what the first one should have been. Okay. Well, then. Super easy to do, right? Yeah. So now that you've said that, when you messed up that first string, mm -hmm. what did you say to yourself for that second one? So going to the second string, uh, I took a deep breath and I stopped. And I thought about what I did. Because there's always a reason why I miss. It isn't I just shot too fast to miss. There's something that I did cause it. So my first string is because I was nervous and I was squeezing the gun really tight, which was causing me to pull it off target. So I realized what I was doing, I took a deep breath and said, relax, focus, see the target, follow through. And going back to what Laney said, that's what I do before I shoot every string. I take a deep breath. I say, relax, focus, see the target, follow through. And now I say that whether I'm shooting USPSA, whatever I'm shooting, I go through the same routine before I shoot. Did you say all four of those things before you shoot each string? Sometimes more, but at least those three or four. Okay. Now, now that's, that's interesting because, uh, all right, I'm going to pull out another quote. Okay, man, we are getting deep into mental management here, Grant. I feel like we should be charging people for this. <laughs> all right. You can only do one or two 
conscious things at once, whereas you can do thousands of subconscious things at any given time. You have to practice to the point where everything becomes instinctive, not conscious. Totally 100% agree with you. But that's a lot of things to say to yourself right before you shoot. It is. So shooting, I figured out, you can't shoot while you think or think while you shoot. Agreed. If you start doing that, it it totally goes down the drain. So I say those things, but I say those and I take a deep breath. And then whenever I take my deep breath, I try to make my mind just kind of go blank and not think about any one specific thing. That way, when the buzzer goes off, I instinctively do what I'm going to do without having to think about it. But pulling the gun and stuff, that's because I was kind of nervous. So I reminded myself, don't do this. So subconsciously kind of took over and fixed the problems that needed fixed and went on. But to be clear, you to be clear, you corrected it by not saying don't do this. You corrected it by saying relax, focus, see the target and follow through. Exactly. Do the same thing I do every day in practice. There's no right. difference. That's yeah, you process. weren't saying to yourself stop squeezing the gun or don't jerk the trigger or things like that. You were you weren't giving yourself a negative. You were giving yourself a positive. Exactly. Yeah. What to do and what instead of what not to do. Yes, sir. Yep. That. Very good. See, and I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. Look, I highlighted. <laughs> Great picture, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So. I'm telling you, it's the beard. It's it a is powerful beard. It's got to be what it is. That's what I tell to do. Yeah. I mean, now you can't shave ever, though. It has nothing to do with youth and drive. It's all about well, the beard. Yeah. Okay. Dedication, blah, blah, blah. All those <laughs> other things. It's the intangibles, man. It's the beard. So what pistol did you shoot at Two Gun National? I shot my Nighthawk Custom TRS Calm. So Nighthawk, they're actually made in Berryville, Arkansas, about three hours from where I live. Um, if you don't know anything about Nighthawk, they're about the only gun company that custom fit every single part to that gun so they make 1911s and 2011s and one gunsmith fits every single part to that gun so one they guy. are like the highest quality 1911 2011s you can get about wow okay but you're shooting a um a nine millimeter nighthawk i am yes sir okay does that have a magwell or is it just a straight up it does. So I had them kind of customize it to an open gun. So it has a frame mounted red dot, a thumb rest, an oversized safety, magwell, kind of pretty much an open gun. Is open in your future? Possibly. We'll see. Ooh. We'll see what happens. But I'm not saying no. I hope so. Okay. I like it. So you have nationals coming up. Is there any, what are your plans for competing in world shoot? Is that in your future? Yes. So I'm really not sure exactly how all that's going to go down, but I'm definitely, definitely going to try to make that happen. I imagine that if this one ever happens, um, cause I know it's been pushed off two years now. Yeah. I assume you will you would have to shoot all the other qualifying matches and then qualify for the one 
after that. So one thing that they have done that I haven't heard too much about is they're adding miniguns. So they're adding 22s into it. So I'm really not sure how all that's going to happen, but I have heard some stuff about that from Mike Foley. Wow. I got really excited when you said minigun because I was like, like that's what I was thinking. I'm, that would like, be yep, awesome. I'm in. <laughs> there's my way in. Yeah, like Spray there's no chance I can miss. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I got really excited for half a second. And then you're like, oh, minigun, you know, 22s. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, I'm yeah you didn't just hit the no shoot. Yeah, the no shoot is gone. Oh <laughs> man, the, the seven year old in me got so excited for a second. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Grant. You're welcome. Ruin the rest of my day now. <laughs> now he's disappointed. Yeah, now I'm. Uh, I mean, I don't know where I'd get a minigun to practice, but you so don't I'll, need practice. Just pull the trigger; it'll it'll do the rest for you. Even better. There you go. I like See, it. I feel like Greg gets me. <laughs> so are you making the transition now then from Steel Challenge to USPSA more? I am, definitely, yeah. Like I said, okay. I'm, I'm still going to shoot Steel Challenge. I'm going to work on it. But it's kind of going to be probably – it's not going to be my main focus. Okay. You just got to work on that 49, that's all. Yeah, it'd be good. So probably beginning of the year, it's going to be still challenge, but till the end of the year, it's going to be USPSA because I don't have any more still challenge matches to shoot this year. Okay. All right. So other than area four, uh, oh, you said Arkansas sectional as well. Uh, Arkansas sectional and Louisiana sectional. Okay. I'm going to write those down so I can follow up on that. The Arkansas sectional. Are you familiar with uh, Jason Bradley? Um, I'm not one of those okay. things. I've heard his name, but he's also in Arkansas and he, he was second at nationals last year to Max Michelle and carry optics. Oh yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I, say that, I think I might've shot with him before. Okay. Now we're talking about him. I think I have, but it's funny. You said you like to do trick shooting stuff because that's what he does. He posts videos on, um, Instagram, he posted one shooting a piece of brass off the top of his target at seven or 10 yards, whatever it was. Yeah. So he's the same way. He likes to do, he likes to make his training, his practice a little more interesting, and he'll do some trick shooting. He'll throw out some clay pigeons and shoot them at 25, 30, 35 yards, whatever. Yeah. Just playing around and make it more interesting. So, and he's a, he's a homeboy to you. Yeah, now that you now that you say his name, I think I've shot with him before out of the club match. Okay. He's a pretty he seems like a pretty quiet guy. Keeps to himself. He's not a boisterous kind of guy. All right. I've got all that down. Well, those are the questions that I had for you, Grant. What do you have, Leo? Uh honestly, I, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, untrue. Uh, I got one. I got one. Um IDPA, NRA shooting, Bianchi Cup, anything like that, like other things besides USPSA, or is this going to be like, I'm going to focus on USPSA and then maybe go for other things? So that's an interesting question. Um, that's a Dave question. Sorry. I, just, I forgot I to ask it. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely, definitely going to do some other shooting. 
Um, I shot a PRS match this year. Um, precision okay. rifle. That, okay, that I was, was going to really ask fun. that. Yeah, that was really fun. I, I want to do that in the future. I want to try Bianchi. Never done any shooting like that, but it looks like fun. And then something completely different. I want to try Skeet and Trap. It's something oh. I really want to try. Future okay. Olympian, maybe? If I get into it, that'd be what my goal is. But we'll see how everything goes getting into it. But Okay. And I have one more question because you, you recently turned 20, right? So you're I did. currently 20. Um, ha- and we, we've asked this of all of our younger shooters. Uh, has the uh, AMU Army Marksmanship Unit come calling and asking uh, when you're going to join? You'd have to get no. rid of the beard. Okay. <laughs> no, they haven't. Okay. It's probably because of the beard. They know that that's where you derive all your power from. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like a Samson. Yeah. If I shave, I look about 12. I mean, listen, I wasn't going to say anything. But that, That's okay. why I let my facial hair grow out, too, in between shavings. Yeah, because he's so young looking. <laughs> all all right. right. Well, yeah, that's all I had. Well, now you've opened up another can of worms. Oh, sorry. PRS. What rifle did you use? Um, another hard question because I went out to New Mexico to King of Coles Canyon match. It was a federal match. Um, so I didn't take anything. I just um showed up. They had a rifle for me to shoot, ammo, everything. But it was a JP rifle. I'm not sure what kind or anything because Corey. I'm not gonna say his last name because I would butcher it. Corey K. Um, he had a rifle that he let me use. It was a JP. That's about all I know about it. What caliber was it? Six Creed. Okay. Not six, five, but six. Oh, yes, sir. Yep. Okay. And what distances were you shooting? I think we shot anywhere from, what was it? 250 to 1200. Did you enjoy the wind? It was different. It was a very windy day. Um, they had a storm that night. So we actually only got to shoot half the stages. We shot them twice because we had to go across this little ravine to get to the other. And it, it was absolutely flooded. You couldn't drive across it or you would probably die. So, yeah, we shot the same stages twice. And the wind was definitely a huge factor in it because the stage that we shot out to 1,200 yards um, this target started at, I think, 650 and then staggered all the way out to 1,200. And the close ones, you had to aim probably five or six foot to the left, whereas the far ones, you aimed dead on. So the wind was very tricky, especially for me who has never done anything like that before. It, it was difficult. Yeah, that sounds like you have competing crosswinds, one up close and one back far that's negating – they're negating each other. Yes, sir. Yep. Wow. Okay. Dave Interesting. Just got really excited. I did. It's hard to tell because he's very stoic. But <laughs> we've I, known I, each other long enough. I could tell he's in his brain. He's like, oh, I'm doing trigonometry right now. I was really shooting excited. rifle way long before I was shooting pistol. So, and so yeah, you, way, you know about way before you were born, too. <laughs> yeah, way before you were born. Yeah. I mean, before I was born. So. Yeah, he he's not kidding. Yeah, that's not a joke. I wish I was being funny, but like he hides it well because he does have a very cherubic face. Like he's very young looking in the face area, but he's basically ninety. 
pretty close. I mean, feels like in, it sometimes in like 40 years, but still <laughs> but yeah. anyway, well, Grant, that's all we've got. Anything you would like to add or uh, shout out clarify? to any sponsors or anything yeah. like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, my sponsors, they have helped me get to where I am. I have, of course, Hunters HD Gold. They help a lot more than just glasses. They've um, done a lot for me. Federal, they help me a lot with ammo. ammo. Um, Palmetto State Armory, um, uh, Nighthawk Custom, Shoot Steel. Um, I have a lot of great sponsors. Arigo's the gun store that's near me. They, they help a lot. So I have a lot of great sponsors that help me. Awesome, man. It sounds like it sounds like you've got a heck of a team behind you, so that's awesome. I do. And especially my family. They help me they help me the most. They my sister helps me reload ammo whenever I have to, help me set up targets. They go with me to matches. They are a huge support and it wouldn't be possible without them. So when when they go to matches, do they buy disposable chairs that are very comfortable and then get rid of them? No. Okay. So Usually, it's either my mom or dad that goes with me to, I would say, matches that aren't, like, really, really important. So, Worlds, my whole family came, both my sisters, my mom, and my dad. But the rest of them, usually, it's my mom or my dad. And they both have certain skills that are very nice. But my mom, she always cooks and brings food, um, cooks breakfast for me, cooks lunch, supper, anything I want. She helps a lot in that aspect of it. That's awesome. That's a great mom. Idiot. I, I have an incredible family. <laughs> what he's saying without saying is, is that his dad can't cook. <laughs> that was my takeaway <laughs> from that whole thing. Was my mom is great with food, and his poor dad just like I can't make a peanut butter and jelly. He sandwich. he won't even he won't even pretend like he knows how to cook. He's doing good. Fix a bowl of cereal. Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> well, he has you know plumbing and a farm to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Kunkel for being very good parents. Okay. So and sister Kunkel. There you go. So uh, you've shot at CMP then. Yes, sir. Shot there a few times. If, if you could give one bit of advice to people like me who are heading down to CMP and have never been there, what would that one piece of advice be? Don't use the bathroom. At the oh. range or period? Like for three days, I don't go to the bathroom. What's up? <laughs> at the range. So they okay. fixed the problem. But before the place that they had to do the port apologies didn't do it over the weekend. So by Sunday, they were getting pretty bad, but they have fixed that problem. But besides that, um, now hold on, hold on, wait, wait, we need to back up a second, Grant. Okay. You say they fixed the problem. Do you know the guy at the range? So you know they fixed the problem, or is this grapevine type thing? Jake Martin. So he said okay. they they have fixed the problem. So I'm going okay. off what you said. All right. That, that's probably a pretty good source. So, okay, well, we'll go with that. Bathrooms okay. are a big deal, man. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. make sure this wasn't just an Instagram post, you know, Hey, yeah. it looks like they fixed the toilet no, problem. Um, Jake Martin said that they had, they had okay. got that problem fixed. Okay. Whew. So we know probably. who to go to when it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be hunting <laughs> down this Jake fella. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably shooting a tip for shooting there is, it's all white gravel, so it gets really bright in the sun. Oh, okay. That's really good to know. Yeah. And don't shoot at steel poppers when the wind is blowing in your face. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Grant, we, we greatly appreciate you coming on. This has been fun. Um, 
we'll have to do this again sometime. We'll give you some time and uh, we'll check back in with you at some point if that's okay. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. I've, I've had a wonderful time. Thanks a lot. And thanks for putting up with the technical issues. Great. We appreciate yeah, it. Sorry about that. Thanks yeah. for sticking in there. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Grant. Yeah, thanks. Y'all have a great day. You, you too. too. Bud. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.